Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. So Melanie, in the last episode, we started quite a list. We did. We touched on some of the most valuable lessons that we have learned, some of the things that we made mistakes over and Mm -hmm. just are here to confess, true confessions. And just to kind of give you a heads up, maybe there are things that you can avoid that, you know, the mistakes that we made. And these are just not in a particular order again. This is not a top 10. They're just some lessons that we've learned along the way. Yeah. And this is never say, I will never Mm -hmm. take time to love, discipline in private. My to-do list isn't as important as I think, but my to-do list is still important. Read, 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 and then evaluate your expectations of motherhood. Yeah. And if you missed that podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it as it will set the ground floor of what we were going to talk about today, because we're just going to continue that list. Yes. Yeah. And so the first one for today's episode is to respect other moms. It is easy to make assumptions about other people, about their behavior and their families. We kind of touched on this in the discipline and private tip too, Mm -hmm. which was that you know, it's easy, it's natural for us to, on the outside looking in, to make assumptions and quick snap judgments, and that's dangerous. And we just want to kind of caution y'all out there. It's it's a slippery slope when we start making assumptions about people. And a small amount of time with a child doesn't give me the ability to assume that child's personality, the parenting skills, what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. So that's one that we all can continue to work on no matter how old our children are. Yep. And along that same vein of respecting other moms is to also respect other people's homes. Mm -hmm. So that's the next one for this list. Um, You know, we all have things that happen, potty training accidents, kids get sick. We're not talking about those outliers. We're talking about the day-to-day when you're in someone else's home Let's be respectful of that home. Right. We want to respect the items that are in their home. We have no idea what something means to them, where they where they got it, um, who gave it to them, and we want to respect those items. But I do want to say one thing about potty training or for children who spit up excessively. Those things that you know that are going to be problems, do what you can to prevent it. Yes, accidents happened, but we want to do everything in our power to try to ward off as many as possible. So for example, if your child is potty training and there are random accidents, just put a pull-up over their underwear and that way you're just respecting other people's homes. Which also then kind of segues into the next one, number 10, respect other people's ears. Mm. (laughs) Um, You know, it is, I think, God's blessing that moms can block out the crying of their own child. (laughs) Right. Um, But with that said, we have to be sensitive to the fact that not everyone wants to hear our child crying. You're exactly correct. And as a young mom, I got used to that sound. But now that I don't have that sound in my house anymore, my ears aren't as used to it. And so we want to respect people Um, if our child is crying or when we're disciplining and respect those times um, to do what we need to do. And again, we're not saying 
kids shouldn't cry. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just being respectful of other people in these situations yeah. and to remove the child as soon as possible if you're unable to help them quickly. Yeah. Okay. Number 11, respect begins at home. What does that mean? Training starts at home. Um, you know, these three that we just read, the respecting other moms, respecting other people's homes, and then respecting other ears. We don't wait until we're in that situation to train for that situation. Right. So you don't wait until the first time you take your child out to eat to figure out how you're going to navigate waiting for food, mm-hmm. having the noise and the din of, you know, other people at the restaurant. Um, so there are just things that you can do on the front end to prepare for that experience. And that's, you know, that's how we get ready to teach the children how to be respectful of other people. Right. We can't expect our kids to suddenly know boundaries when we don't have boundaries at home. If you allow your child to jump on your couch, you need to just have the expectation they're going to want to jump on other people's couches. And that's fine if that is what you want to do in your own home. If you want them to jump on the couch, that's fine. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that just understand your expectations at home are going to carry in to other places. Yeah. So with that, we also want to offer number 12, which is to evaluate your behavior. Mm. Mom, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you want to know why your kid is using those kind of snappy, harsh mm-hmm. comments with his or her siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I need to look in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because a lot of times... Um, the behavior that I see in my kids that I do not approve of is actually behavior that they are seeing in me. Yeah. Whether I'm talking to my husband, whether I'm talking to somebody on the phone, whatever that is, they are watching at all times. Mm-hmm. And so when I continually see my children struggling with an issue is when I need to go to the Lord in prayer and go, okay, God. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to point out these times because I do not want to mirror this disrespect, this attitude, this ungratefulness to my children. Okay, so that brings us to number 13, evaluate your sleep. Yes, so important. Nobody, child or adult, can function well on limited or constantly disrupted sleep. Yep. I mean, I remember distinctly being in a fog. Um, I had no idea how I made it through the day. I just remember stumbling back to bed at the end of the day and knowing I had to start all over again. Um, and so you know, putting those routines in practice, whatever those are for your family, so that every member of the family is getting good quality sleep. Yeah. And this is a this is an episode in itself once again, and one that we will cover in the future. But do what you need to get that sleep. I will encourage you to check out what you're doing during the day because your training that you're doing in the day will affect behavior at night. Correct, correct. Okay, next one, take timeouts. <laughs> I would love a timeout, Heidi. Isn't that not the truth? I told my husband just a few days ago, please send me to my room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would love a timeout because yeah. 
we need time to refresh. Mm -hmm. And there have been times in my parenting journey where I have been so upset that I have looked at my child and said, mommy needs a timeout. I am upset. I need to cool down. I need to make sure my heart is right before we continue this conversation. And I give myself a timeout. Absolutely. Um, depending upon the child's age, I maybe also gave the child um, a timeout for them to go as well. And sometimes with my teenagers, I just step away. Yeah. And I, with my older kids, I have often said, we will revisit this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even, it's not something that I want to process and handle even in the moment or even in the next 30 minutes. So it's a, we'll come back to this. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's also the timeout that I need every day with God. Mm -hmm. I need time in his word. I need to pray. I need to be filled so that I can pour out to yep. my family. Yep. And just one note, this is not escapism. This isn't, I need to check out. This is a timeout. Such, There's a big difference. Such a good yeah. point. I'm so glad you said that. We also need time, time out to take care of our bodies, whether that is through exercise or as we just talked about, relaxation and rest. We need to Sabbath. And Sabbathing is one of the things that I struggle with the most mm -hmm. because my to-do list is very long. Yeah. And I think that's going to be another podcast episode too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Okay, number 15, take time to laugh. And I got to tell you, this is this was a blog post a few years ago that I wrote. I had forgotten to laugh in my parenting journey. Yeah. I got so bogged down in my to-do list, diapers, laundry, making meals. I had forgotten to laugh. And so number 15 is remember to laugh. Yeah. If we don't take that time to be silly and have fun with our kids, um, I think it, it, it negatively impacts their perception of us that we are mm -hmm. only the, the taskmaster, mm -hmm. the disciplinarian. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, our kids need to know that we can be silly and have fun too, for sure. And to have fun with your spouse, yeah, not just with them. Our kids need to see us laugh with our spouse. That leads right into number 16, take time for your marriage. Mm. You know, a dear friend of mine just sent her last child off to college. And now it's just she and her husband for the next 30 to 40 years that God gives them. And she realized how she had put her marriage on the side mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I'll get to it. But she blinked Yeah, and her kids were gone. And now she has a marriage that she didn't put a lot of time and effort into that they are literally having to learn to focus on each other again. I can definitely say that's been true in my life, Heidi. Um, when Jeff and I were um, seven years into parenting, our oldest was seven, our youngest was getting ready to turn one, we had the opportunity to take a trip. We were going to be gone for a week. It was the first time in those seven years that we had had an extended time away from the kids. And honestly, as we were packing and getting ready, and yes, it was a dream and it was gonna be fun, but there was some anxiety there too, mm -hmm. because um, were we gonna have something to talk about? Were we gonna have fun mm -hmm. together? Were we gonna be able to laugh together? And so um, I'm happy to report it was a great trip. We've been able to have some other experiences like that um, since then, but um, there is definitely wisdom there in investing in the day-to-day -day connection and relationship with your spouse um, for that long haul. 
Yeah. And I will say that I did not see the importance of it, but I am so thankful that my husband did. Mm. From day one of parenting, my husband has made sure our marriage was put first. Yeah. And I can attest to the fact that it has paid off. And it's made it beautiful to the point that I'm not afraid of my kids leaving the house. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll be sad. I'm a mom. Right. But I'm not afraid because I am looking forward to the time we'll have together. Yeah. All right. We've covered nine more tips. And I'm excited to share even more with you in the next episode. I hope you can join us. Thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. We invite you to visit abcjesuslovesme.com and parentingtoimpress.com. Check out the show notes and join the Parenting to Impress private Facebook group for more information about topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe, review, and share this episode with your friends.